Lord a cup of it. Hallelujah. Amen. Please be seated. Such a joy to be in the house of the Lord, giving him the glory that is due unto his name. As we, as we remain seated, we are going to hear from God's word. I'm going to ask Evangelist Praveen Matthew to come forward, and he's going to bring God's word. Shall we sit with an attitude of receiving from the Lord? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. greet each of you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and uh, it's so amazing to be in the presence of the Lord I almost forgot my sermon you know I'm growing old I guess so pray for me but I had a wonderful time of worship and uh, you know as soon as I entered I felt like I was from a different planet because I'm so underdressed sitting with the men on this side it looks like I'm come from a different planet. I may not have power dressing with me, but I have a powerful word for you today. If you have the book, if you have the Bible, please go to the book of Acts, chapter 28. Verses 1 through 6. And I will read it out for you. You know, I have to tell this because of Brother Denny, where is he? I love the brother. You know, he boosts the male ego in me. Because every church I go, by the time I say the word, one sister starts reading it. This was the first church where Brother Denny beat all the sisters in the church. So I love the brother. So I'm, that's why I remember his name. The book of Acts 28, verses 1 through 26. Now when they had escaped, they, they then found out that the island was called Malta. And the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a wiper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer whom thou has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow to live. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was God. Let us start with a quick word of prayer. Lord, our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time and we thank you for all the good things that you have done in our life, Master. It is through your sheer grace, mercy, that we are here today, Master. We thank you 
that you have given us the strength, the peace, the health to come together and worship you, Master. What a privilege it is to see this brand new day and to worship the Father in heaven who created all of us, Master. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for all that you have done. We thank you for all that you are doing. And we thank you for all that you are going to do in our lives. I pray that let your mighty Holy Spirit saturate this place. Let your mighty Holy Spirit grip our hearts. I pray that you will bind and rebuke every wretched devil master. Every foul spirit that comes between you and your children today. Release Rama from heaven master. Release Rama master. I pray that you will minister to each and everybody here in whatever capacity you need to do, Master. Anoint these lips of clay. Strengthen this weak body. And I pray that you will speak and that we may hear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, I'm pretty sure that uh, this is a very common passage. When I stand in a pulpit, it's like chaining a lion. I need my space. So I usually get a little uncomfortable when I have this kind of uh, pulpit or a podium. So I like to, you know, have my own space and I get a little too active. So I may break your pulpit. So I'm a little scared that you may sue me in America. Everything they sue you. So you have to be very careful. I have not come to the state of carrying insurance for everything, but I'm sure I'll get there. But nevertheless, the, one of the most amazing things when you read the scripture passage, we read about a great man of God called Paul. Perhaps the greatest apostle to bring to us the revelation of Jesus Christ. And it amazes me the journey, the path that God took this man as he began to move into his destiny. And when you read the scripture portion and a few chapters behind, you will see that the path that Paul came through was not a very common path. It was a very difficult, very weird, very painsome, very grueling, very, very tough path that he comes through. And as you read about this, you will see that, you know, he's already faced a lot of problems. The Bible says that they were almost dead. The ship almost sunk. People almost lost their lives. But because of this one man, an entire group of people, their lives were saved. You know, my dear brothers and sisters, you must remember, it is very important to be under the umbrella of an anointed servant of God. There are certain benefits that you will get when you stay under the umbrella of an anointed servant of God. There are certain benefits which may not make sense to the, the, the intellect, the highly qualified, for those of you who have more degrees than a thermometer. It does not make sense and it really doesn't bother me because this is the truth. When you are surrounded with that anointing, there are few benefits that you and me get. So it is very, very important that you protect that anointing. You and me have a responsibility to protect that anointing. 
that is why when god sends somebody over you and overseer somebody who is responsible for your spiritual growth who is responsible for the inner man to grow you have to be very careful never take this anointing for granted never take the servant of god whom god has chosen and placed over your life today unfortunately you know the servants of god have to go through a very tough time you know on a on a funny note don't get upset with me so i was invited uh, to preach in a church and me and a pastor we were preaching back to back and you know when you come to the church there are some active members i want to use the word active you know they will make sure everybody notices them oh i am the treasurer of the church so you know i'm i'm a very mischievous kid i was a very mischievous kid and i try to control my old self but you know on and off it will pop up so i have to control it so me and this pastor were sitting couple of them the kind of things they were saying they were doing you know it was funny on one side but the kind of limelight they were trying to take so uh, the pastor was telling me uh, you know this guy 10 times he came and told us i'm the deacon of this church so the pastor sitting next to me told me brother he said can you come next to me i went next to him he said when a truly anointed man lays his hand on him we will find out if this is a deacon or a demon <laughs> you know i almost forgot my sermon i flipped out laughing and uh, the reason i'm saying this because these guys were troubling the poor pastor this man already has to deliver god's word and on top of this handle all these jokers around them because they are always carrying an ak47 a bazooka when we can shoot the servant of god the point i'm trying to make you have to be very careful over whom god has appointed in your life because there will be times when god will do certain things only through an anointed servant of god only a chosen and anointed man of god god will use to deliver you to heal you to bless you to give you a right word at the right time he will use an anointed servant of god so this group of people they reap the benefits of one anointed servant of god called paul and guess what this great man did not have vvip treatment vvip seating front row great food nothing of this sort problems after problem after problem they are almost dying and then they come to this place called malta <laughs> isn't it amazing that many times in our life as we begin to grow with god as we begin to walk with god as we begin to get revelation from him problems after problem after problem after problem hits your life and you truly begin to wonder am i called by god is there a plan in my life is god truly doing something in my life why is it that i have to face problem after problem after problem but i'm here to tell you my dear brothers and sisters god's doing is very unique you cannot predict his next move you cannot predict that in at this stage of my life at this phase of my life i will do this i will do that if you really want to give god some humor just go down on your knees 
and tell him your 10-year plan. And he'll truly have a good smile. Wonderful time of laughter he will have. Because all that you jot down, all that you plan, God will maneuver you in a completely different direction. And that is exactly what happens with this man called Paul. So whenever God maneuvers in your life, takes you through different paths, takes you through problems and situations, never give up on the dream, on the vision that God has given you. One of the reasons why Paul knew that God was with him and God is going to be with him in this journey because the angel of the Lord appeared to him and told him, don't worry about this Paul. You have an assignment. You are on a mission. I want to ask you, my dear brothers and sisters, do you know your mission? Until and unless you know your mission, you will never be able to comprehend what God is getting ready to do in your life. But nevertheless, my focus is not on this. I have little time, so I've, I'm going to try and give you a few nuggets that you can take with you today. You know, looking at me, I, you're pre, you can be pretty sure I have a very big appetite, be it food, be it the word of God. Normally, I preach for an hour and a half. You know, Brother Joe is here with me. He's been coming with me from Cincinnati for almost a year. So he's used to listening to sermons for 30 minutes. So I used to wonder, how is this guy going to cope up with me? And then one, two, three, one year, almost one year completed, two months back, I had a very bad throat. And uh, he has this habit of recording so that uh, I cannot change anything. He's almost like a lawyer. So I asked him, brother, uh, how, did, did I, how, how much time did I preach this time? He was like, very short, brother, this time. It was, it was a very crisp message. Oh, okay. So I thought maybe I preached for 25, 30 minutes. So I asked him, how long did you preach, brother? How long did I preach? He said, one hour and seven minutes. So he said, this is very short, brother. So this is the kind of appetite this, this group has. But I'm going to try and give it to you as crisp and as short as possible. The first thing I want to highlight for your consideration is, as we begin to read the scripture portion, the Bible says that Paul had no clue what was going to happen in this place called Malta. But what is truly amazing is, as he was going through problems and situations and difficult times, God started preparing some people on his behalf and made sure the provisions were being ready. Number one, the first point I want to lay for your consideration is whenever you are on a mission, whenever you are on a path or on a, on, a, on a journey towards your destiny, you should be assured that God always keeps the provision ready for you. But he will never show you the provision. He will never expose you to the provision. But he will always keep the provision ready for you. As soon as Paul arrived at this place called Malta, the first thing he encounters is there were a group of people who welcomed him and they made sure that he felt very warm. The Bible says that they got the fire ready to make sure as soon as he came down, he could feel comfortable. Isn't it amazing? A few hours back, a few days back, everybody is trembling. Not sure if they are going to live, they are going to die, what is going to happen, no idea. And they come to a place called Malta, not knowing anything about these people. 
but God had the provision ready. Whenever God lets you go, whenever God tells you go in this direction, you must be assured, my dear brothers and sisters, that God will have the provision ready for you. The problem today is we are all running behind the promise, not understanding that God will not let you come to the promise until you go through the process. It is very important that you don't skip the process. That is the reason why we are raising and we are part of a generation who wants everything instantaneously. Fast food generation. If I do this, this is what I want. If I put some hard work, I should see the result immediately. I wish it was this. And I absolutely desire that it would be in this process. But I'm here to defy. I'm here to tell you that God will not take you to your promise without taking you through the process. And in this process, he will begin to teach you many things. In, in this process, he will reveal himself in different, different, different ways. Today, unfortunately, we have all been raised with some doctrinal values. We have all been raised by our grandmothers, mothers, fathers, pastors, preachers, everyone with certain terminology, certain doctrinal values. And we think God will operate only in this fashion. But I'm here to differ with you today. Never close God in a small circle. One day he will show up in one form. The next day he will show up in a different form. One day he'll speak to you from something that is absolutely different. It may not make sense to you. But you must trust the captain of your ship. You must trust the father who created you. Because he will always keep the provision ready for you. So in this journey, as you enter into 2018, you must enter into this 2018 with the faith that God has the provisions ready for you. Don't worry about what you see, what you have, what you don't have. It is absolutely irrelevant. What you have with you is the word of the Most High God. Because it is only God's word that can pump life into dead situations. It is only God's word that can pump life into dead cells in your body. So be assured and have faith that God has the provisions ready for you. Number one. Number two, what took my attention was, as Paul was getting kind of relaxing, you could say, there is this fire that has been lit up for him. But what took my attention was, the Bible very clearly tells you and me that Paul goes in search of sticks and he builds on this fire. It very clearly says that he was building on this fire. As I was reading this, the Holy Spirit opened my eyes. And one of the most important lessons that I was taught that do not take for granted the gifts that God has given you. Do not take for granted the provisions God has given you. And in this process that God releases the provision, you and me 
have a responsibility to build on this provision. Paul could have said, oh, I'm a mighty apostle. Why should I go pick up sticks? He could have called his assistants. Today, anywhere you go, everybody goes with an entourage. The servant of God will come with a suit, two bodyguards. Everybody does this, you do that, you do this, I do this, you do that. Everything delegated. For that, there is a face. But until God takes you to that face, you and me have a responsibility to build on the provisions that God has given you. It is very, very important that you take this seriously. Especially the young folks. Most of them are so gifted. But your gift will never bear fruit unless you build on this provision. Day in and day out, you've got to build on this provision. Whatever God has called you to do, you and me have a responsibility to build on it. For some, it could be the gift of singing. For some, it could be music. For some, it could be administration. For some, it could be preaching. For some, it could be truly supporting financially. For some, it could be just driving the servant of God around. Whatever it is, keep building on that provision. Because you will never know what God will do with that provision that has been given to you. And the Bible says, as he was building this fire, Guess what happens? The Bible says there was a viper that came out of the heat. I loved it. You know, for a long time, it used to bother me. Because for many people, I've killed my flesh. I've really fasted for several days, sincerely prayed for them. But they will turn around and truly do something that will bother me. And for a long time, it used to bother me. It used to disturb me. It used to disturb my peace. I was not able to move forward. But when I started meditating the word of God, one of the things that the Holy Spirit taught me was, whenever you are in the process of building something, expect a wiper to show up. You could be building a church. You could be building a ministry. You could be building a family. You could be building your business. Whatever you build, it is absolutely inevitable that a wiper will show up. You must be prepared for it. You cannot expect everybody to be with you. Because not everybody who follows you will be for you. The Bible says Jesus Christ had 12 close disciples. Then another 70. He fed 5,000 Several thousands of people rather. But when he went to the cross, <laughs> there were a selected few. Handful of them were in the cross. So not everybody who follows you will be with you. You got to be very careful. And you must know that whatever you build, you must expect a wiper to come out. And guess why? Because the Bible says, as the heat increased, the wiper came out. Whenever you are under tremendous pressure, you've got to watch people very closely. That is when you truly know how strong they are on the inside. When everything goes well, they will say, Hallelujah, you are an amazing person. Hosanna, Hosanna. But when they are under tremendous pressure, they will say, Crucify him. 
the same lips that said Hosanna, the same lips will say crucify him. So never get disturbed, never get irritated, frustrated. Don't let anxiety surround you or engulf your life when there's a viper that comes out. Because I have good news for you. What was amazing to me is God allowed the viper to bite Paul, but he did not allow the venom to kill Paul. Whenever people come against you, whenever the enemy come against you, you must know God will allow the viper to bite you, but he will never let the venom kill you. That is the key, my dear brothers and sisters. Whenever you go through certain problems, that problem can literally come against you like a wiper. But you must be assured, when you walk with God, he may let the wiper bite you, but he will not let the venom kill you. Whatever problem has engulfed you and is threatening you, as a servant of the Most High God, I have come here to tell you, that problem will not kill you. I do not know what the problem is. I don't care what the problem is. But my message to you is, this will not kill you. And as you keep reading further on, my dear brothers and sisters, certain things take place that really interested me. The Bible says that now everybody sees this wiper hanging on his wrist. And you know, I may look like Kung Fu Panda, but I'm really strong. You know, the reason I tell you this is, it's very shameful, but this is the truth. You know, when I was in school and college, I was big time into bodybuilding. I know it's funny. Now the building remains, the body disappeared. But <laughs> that's the truth. So I'm a pretty strong guy. So don't underestimate me because of my chubbiness, healthy uh, physique. As I told you, in India we say fat, but here it's chubby, healthy. You know, we don't like to hurt people's feelings, but, you know, you can call me fat, no problem. Everybody says that. So, you know, I may look strong. I may look uh, uh, very, very aggressive at times. But let me tell you honestly, if there's a viper that comes here, I will not care who you are, what your status is. I will be the first one to run out. Let me tell you, I'm not going to be talking in tongues. Oh, Lord, give me the strength. I'm not going to be do all these things. If that joker comes here, I'm running out. There is no way in the world I'm going to stand here. But here the Bible says that this joker is hanging on his wrist. And what truly amazed me is the way Paul handled the situation. He just takes this wiper and throws it like it's a toy. You know, many times, this is exactly what happens to us. There is a problem that is clinging on to our life, and we are so scared. We don't know how to handle pressure. We don't know how to handle situations. Instantly, we get disturbed. Instantly, we get terrible. We get traumatized. Some of the most powerful, holy, pious, Tongue-speaking Christians, let them be attacked with problem. The next two, three days, they can't sleep. Morning, they'll come out like a patient from coma. Because full pressure. They don't know how to handle pressure. 
today the problem is we are teaching several doctrinal values to the young generation but we don't teach them the practicality of it everybody understands the word they can probably quote more scripture portions than you and me but do they understand the practicality of it how can they put it to use when they go out into the schools into the colleges when they start their career when they start their marriage life it is very very important that we understand the practical use of the word the bible here says with no issue no problem no chaos he coolly throws it off can you handle this pressure how are you handling the pressure that is there in your life today are you able to handle it this is when faith kicks in <laughs> there is a difference between real faith and arrogant faith when you have everything praise the lord talking in tongues jumping around is arrogant faith when the viper bites you and the problem is clinging on to you how you handle it will tell me how your faith is so it does not impress me when people say fancy testimonies what truly impresses me is how you handle pressure how you handle pressure how you handle problems i want to watch this very closely you know as now god is beginning to enlarge our territories many people have been chewing my brain so you need to have 501c 401k all the four five six digits everything they want to do so all those who never wanted me who never expected that god will speak through this donkey now they are beginning to come closer so now everybody wants to be in the board i want to do this i want to do that let me be here so i say give me some time give me some time we will get everything structured formal everything we will do as per protocol but what they are not realizing is i'm watching them very closely how are they handling pressure how are they handling people how do they handle situations because how you handle situations how you handle depression how you handle failures will clearly send a message how your walk with god is so never get moved with people's glitz and glamour and the sugar coated talk their flamboyance all this does not impress me one bit what truly matters is real faith and real faith will come up when this viper bites you and paul handles this with ease my dear brothers and sisters whatever problem is troubling you right now you can handle it with ease with no tension you just got to breathe in and breathe out just relax but most importantly you must be lost in the word you must dwell in the word and the word should dwell in you otherwise it's impossible to get faith because the bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of the most high god i can speak for the next 2 hours your pastor can lay hands over you your wife can fast for 100 days the reason i'm saying brothers don't fast because you know brothers the capacity to fast is very limited
So that's why I said the sisters can fast for 100 days. No matter who does what, you must have that faith. You should have the word deep inside of you. And that is when you can handle pressure. And the Bible says that he threw it with ease. And all these people who were watching Paul's life very closely, at, at, with ease rather, they just say, this guy should be a murderer. This guy should be a sinner. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? One problem that hits your life, everybody will start judging you. Everybody has an opinion about you. And I love it. I just love it because throughout my life, I have always been an underdog. And at the right time, at the right moment, God has always opened doors for me, which is beyond human comprehension. You know, I had a very ordinary degree. Many people laughed at me because I started the ministry when I was 19 years old. So Monday to Friday, I did a very small job. Monday to Friday, I worked. Friday night, I would go. Come back on Sunday night. And you know, Indian families, culture, they would ask me, where did you go? I went for ministry. What do you do in the ministry? Do you play the key? First question. Do you play the keyboard? I'll say no. Do you play the guitar? I'll say no. Do you sing? I'll say no. Do you play the drums? I'd say no. Do you preach? I'd say no. So then they are suspicious. What is this fellow saying ministry? Because ministry for everybody is all the glitz and gam glamour that happens here. So one day my relative asked me, You're, you've been doing this for seven years. I'm a little suspicious. At least you tell me one-on-one, -on -one, what do you do Friday through Sunday? So I told them, it was my responsibility to clean the church. It was my responsibility to pick up garbage. It was my responsibility to drive the servants of God around. It was my responsibility to carry their bags. And I was very happy doing it. You know why? Because when you stood here, there were many things that I saw. You know, if you go to Baskin Robbins, right? There's variety of ice cream. So when you come in the ministry and you are there for a long time, you would see craziness in flavors. So I really never wanted to stand here. And honestly, another reason is some people are very lucky. From any angle you click a picture, they look so good. And with me, unfortunately, you have to click at least 500 or 600 times to get two or three decent pictures. So it really bothered me. You know, when the brother was talking about the photographer, I was really, you know, and let me give you some free advice. Never mess around with the photographer because you have no idea what damage can happen. So, but you know, I never liked this front because of all these reasons. And for many reasons, I was always looked down on and I loved it because God has a habit that he'll make you go down. He will underplay you. He will hide you for a while. And at the right time, God will open an unusual door. So all these people who formed an opinion about him, who said this guy should be a murderer, everybody was proven wrong. You know, my dear brothers and sisters, 
the only thing that can prove people wrong about their opinion, their, their uh, thought about you, is not by you proving a point. You know, these days, especially in America, I should say, I've come across a lot of people. Oh, brother, I will speak my mind out. Everybody wants to be Hitler. Everybody loves to wear the costume of a spiritual policeman and they take pride in it. If this person says something wrong, I'll be the first one to ask him, brother. How can he do this? How can you do that? First person, they love, I'm, and they're very proud about it, that I'm the first one who will question. You know, many things I want to say, but, you know, I want to get a good opinion from you, so I'm going to reserve my comments on that. But nevertheless, the point I'm trying to make is, there will always be people who will always come against your destiny. And most often, the enemy will always use human beings to turn things against you. And one of the most amazing things that I've noticed, it may sound silly, but this is true. Whenever I get ready to go and preach, whenever I get ready for a ministerial assignment, some joker from somewhere will come and say something that will freak me out. And you know, I'm planning to author a book, The Things I Almost Said. The things, my second book, The Things I Almost Typed. Thank God for this backspace button. You know, otherwise, there are many times that I really want to say many things, but I just hold on to it. Because it's very difficult, it's very difficult to, you know, keep listening and absorbing. And then, you know, you have to, <laughs> that's one of the best things, right? Inside, you want to take a gun and shoot the guy point blank, but <laughs> amazing, brother. You know, amazing, sister. Oh, wow, fantastic, fantabulous, excellent. You just have to lie. You know, this is the truth. As funny as it sounds, I'm telling you the truth. There will always be people who are constantly monitoring you, who will constantly wait for your downfall. And here, there were a group of people. And they were waiting for this man to fall dead because of their opinion. This is why I told you, never close God in a culture or in a norm or in a closed circle. Because you will miss out on the greatest blessings of your life. They never realized what God was going to do through this man. And they waited, they watched and watched and watched. And because of God's amazing power, he never let the venom kill this man. And the same people who said this man is a murderer, the same group of people took a 360 degree turn and said this man is God. You know, one of the things God taught me at an early stage of the ministry is, if you can shut your mouth, I will use the same people to bless you. It was very difficult for me. Let me be very honest. It was very, very difficult. The point I'm trying to tell you is, never cut those people who talk against you, who scheme against you, who work against you, Always wait for God's timing to hit your life. Because if you don't have the liquidity of thought, and in your temper, in your anger, if you say something, whatever God has to give you through those jokers, you will miss out on those opportunities. You will miss out on the greatest blessings 
that God is about to give you. Let me give you an example from my life. You know, when I started the new ministry in New Jersey, I thought it was very easy. So, when you read the Bible, the Bible says, suddenly out of the blue, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Where was Elijah? Nobody knows. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. Where was Jonah? What was his father, mother, great-grandfather? What is the family name? Nobody knows. But suddenly God brings these people to limelight. So suddenly out of the blue, Praveen Matthew disappeared, appeared rather in New Jersey. So nobody knew who this guy was. And it's, it's a bigger problem when you are young. Everybody has this nail. You see this thumbnail? This nail-sized suspicion always will be there. And they will watch. And you know, one of the best things about Indians, they cannot control their feelings or emotions. You can see it on their face. And the moment they, you know, you just, I'm telling you, watch them very closely, especially Indian moms. Oh, Lord. They cannot control their anger. Instantly, the faces will turn blue. Five minutes back, they would have spoken in tongues and sang hallelujah. And next ten minutes, you are, God save you, my dear brother. But the point I'm trying to make is that when I started, good, when I started this journey, one of the things that I required, I wanted a church because the numbers were growing and we could not have it in the basements. So I thought it was very easy. You know, it's a Christian, so-called Christian nation. So if you go and ask for church, they would easily open the door. One church after the other, one church after the other. Everybody started slamming the door. And there was this sister who was constantly troubling me, sending me emails. I really wanted to give her a piece of my mind. But I just held on to it. So after a few meetings, I bumped into this sister. And she asked me, oh, brother, how are things? You know, one of the amazing things, if, if you ever get a chance to make a movie, the best actors you will find in the church, Oscar-winning performances. So I, I was watching this lady. Constantly, she would trouble me. But this time when she saw me, oh, how are you, brother? You know, now I'm also started to act. So oh, fantastic, sister, great. So I was, we were discussing, so how is the ministry growing? I said, it is going well. So where do you gather? I said, you know, I'm looking out for a church. She said, why didn't you ask me? I would have helped you. And all these weeks and months, I'm trying to find a church. Nobody is opening the door. And guess whom God used? It was the same lady who just picked up the phone, made one phone call, and the very next day I got the church. If I had given her a piece of my mind, I would have lost one of the most amazing blessings in my life. So the point I'm trying to make, my dear brothers and sisters, be very careful as to how you handle people. Be very careful as to how you look at perspectives because you will never know whom God will use to bless you. And the reason I say this, a few verses down this chapter, you will read that the same group of people who called him a murderer were the same group of people who took care of all his needs. And the last thing I want to say in close, when you go through the scripture portion, I had this question as to why should Paul go through this problem? Why should Paul go through this treacherous path? Why is it God allowed this viper to bite him. On top of all of this, people's criticism, 
people's tongue did not have any control why did god allow this and as i began to read this is when i understood all this he went through so that god's name should be glorified in this new place god was using this problem to touch everybody in that island to show everybody in the island that who was paul's god could it be possible that the problems you are going through Amen. is not about you it is not about your children it is not about your circumstances could it be possible that every problem that is lingering around your life is for god to use you for god to use you as a living testimony Amen. for a group of people who have no access to jesus christ Amen. could it be possible that your life is the only access to some people to the great god that we trust Hallelujah. could it be possible that people are watching your lives very closely could it be possible how you handle problems how you handle situations people will watch that and that could impact their life that could touch their lives i'm going to tell you this last point and close you know as preachers when we say last point we have another two three points but this is truly the last point you know i was in michigan for almost two and a half years i had a young friend who was married they were married for eight years a young couple and uh, i was preaching for a christian radio station so this guy was the one who was helping me with the editing so every week he was listening to my sermon and amazing that this young couple who knew nothing about jesus christ or christianity or gospel evangelism nothing they knew but after listening to the sermons while he's recording the wife asked me how do you do so then i was telling her how i fast and pray and etc i was just giving them a small exposure this young woman whenever i fasted i used to fast 15 days 20 days those days every day she would make tea and buttermilk and this and that's you know for my health and for one and a half years they fed me without asking or expecting a dime from me very well they would take care of me and as days progressed he had to go back to india and i was in michigan so this husband and wife came over to my home and he, it was very unusual you know i don't force people i will pray for you i will say this do this and this guy came up to me and he said can you please pray for us we are married for 8 years and we don't have a child can you please pray for us i was trembling in my shoes and i just offered a very simple prayer i just said lord remember all that they did for me and just bless them with this master one very simple prayer exactly after one year they were blessed with a girl child and this coming january they are going to be blessed with the second child and this guy lives in edison new jersey now you know brother joe has met him a very good friend of mine and today he always makes fun of me he says when i look at you you remind me of a struggling pastor <laughs> this is what he tells me a non christian who does not know anything 
but he knows that there is something about this God called Jesus Christ. It was not because of the gospel I preached. It was not because of my holiness. He was watching my life very closely. So I'm here to tell you, my dear brothers and sisters, be very careful with the life you lead. It does not matter how much you can quote scriptures and talk in tongues and do everything else. If you don't carry the fruits with you, the gifts will not matter. So I want to leave these thoughts for your consideration and I want pastor to close in prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Father, we bless your holy name. We thank you for the word that has come through, Lord. We give you glory and honor, Father, for the word that is in season, Lord. The custom-cut word that applies to our life, Father. Thank you. For you are in control of our lives. Even when we cannot understand the issues that we go through in our lives, we thank you for the provision that you have in store for us, O oh God. We pray that we will become diligent, O oh God, that we would build upon the provisions that you have already provided, O oh Father. Thank you, Father. We pray that none of us would shun away, shy away from our responsibilities, O oh Lord. As we build on the provision, we know that the glory of God will be revealed upon our lives. When pressures and problems come knocking at our door, we pray that we would allow the word of God to govern our conduct, O God, to govern our lives, O God, to govern our actions, O God. We pray, O God, that the faith in Christ will be kicked in, O God, as we saturate ourselves and immerse ourselves in the word of God, we know, O oh God, that faith in the Lord Jesus will be revealed, O oh Father. Thank you, Father. In every seasons, through every seasons, through every challenges and hurdles that comes our way, we do understand, O oh God, that your name will be glorified. Therefore, Father, this season, as we are ready to embark into a new year, O oh God, that we would not fret looking at the challenges of our lives, but believe that God is in control and we know that all things work together unto good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Help us to see the glory of God that is about to be revealed through every phase of our lives. We receive the word that has been spoken into our lives. May it continue to resound in our spirits. May it continue to build us up, taking us to the place of destiny that God has ordained for our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.